Well, everyone, welcome back to the Spiritual Nomad Podcast. I have my lovely wife, Lindsay, joining me again today. Hello. (laughs) And we are uh, talking about a topic that I think is really important for anyone that is on this path of awakening, this path of spiritual expansion, of beginning to know their true self, the transformation that's happening within them that begins to change everything around them, including their relationships. And if you clicked on this, you'll already know that this is about just navigating friction in relationships, friendships, family members, uh, just really sorting through all of the projections and assumptions and expectations that are placed on you from others who think they might have you figured out. But now that you're beginning to expand and live and move and have your being in a different way. It might not be uh, what they expected from you and therefore can potentially create a little bit of uh, uniqueness in the relationship whenever it comes to communication, how the friendship rolls and, and all of that. And so I think this is really pertinent for anybody who is a spiritual nomad or just on this, this pathway of knowing themselves. Uh, Mm -hmm. deeply and intimately and again how that begins to affect how you live in the world and how you engage communication and friendships and relationship and so uh, Lindsay's joining me here on the show today because ironically enough she's had a couple instances come up within the last 24 hours right well I guess a little bit before that but especially no it was actually the pinnacle of them yeah for sure uh, but you, that first text was that you got from an uh, old person in your life was about a week or so ago, right? Yeah, and I didn't respond till yesterday. <laughs> yeah, which sometimes is the best thing to do is learning the art of silence, by the way. Um, learning the art of just being like, you know, I don't owe anyone any sort of explanation yeah. <laughs> for where I'm at. That's lesson one today, yeah. friends. You don't owe anybody anything. Yeah. Um, but just a little backstory on this very quickly. Because uh, I want to inquire. We just had a great conversation over breakfast and uh, want to record that and share that with all of you wonderful folks here on YouTube and podcast land. Um, but I sat down yesterday to record a podcast episode. And in the morning, I was inspired to record a podcast that had to do with relationships and navigating friction in relationships, all the, the stuff that I just said. And it kind of came out of nowhere because I'm not really dealing with that in my life right now like yeah even the people that I normally have a little bit of uh you know uh uh turmoil not turmoil but uh friction friction (laughs) with or uh, turbulence Mm -hmm. with none of that's happening right now every all of my relationships are actually pretty good and even those that have differing beliefs than me we're we're pretty like live and let live right now I was like why is this like being inspired and put in my soul right now to share about because I've certainly had my fair share of having to do that. Yeah. Um, but I was like, there's somebody out there that needs this right now. And so I sat down to record. I was feeling inspired uh, and turned on my camera and I was getting into a flow of consciousness, just sharing what was put on my heart to help people when they're walking through friendships and family members and relationships and uh, as they're awakening. And um, then my battery died in my camera. Okay, fine. Stay in this place, get a new battery, get into a flow, go for about nine minutes, you know, and it's like really feel like I'm in that flow state, you know, and then the SD card says full Mm -hmm. on the camera. I'm like, are you kidding me? 
All right, so I changed the SD card, and by that time, like, I'm kind of getting back into a flow, but it's nothing like the previous couple times, you know? Yeah. And so I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to surrender to this, and this is not, I misjudged. This is not what's (laughs) supposed to happen right now. And I went back into my little office and started working on something else, you know? And, uh, but then this morning, you know, on Friday mornings, that's when we're recording this, obviously this will come out next week, but uh, whenever you're listening to it, on Friday mornings, we go out for breakfast or coffee or something and have a date morning with our kids at school. And um, Lindsay, you began to just share with me, uh, and I had no idea because I was out with guys last night. Yeah. And I want to let you share and and I'm going to just sort of kind of guide some points that were really good, you know, (laughs) that I want you to expound on. Okay. But um, it dawned on me, you started sharing about how you received a text from two different people who don't live near us, who know you from your childhood, you know, family, both family, one very, very distant that I've not spoken to since I was like 14 or something. Right. Um, but still like a family friend. So she gets, she, uh, she gets news through the grapevine, you know, and still connected, just not to me directly. Exactly. Um, And then another one that's quite a bit closer. Um, which, mind you, I didn't even know that you recorded anything about this topic. Right. So when I went to share with you, I didn't know you even. Yeah, you were gone. You were like at the, you yeah. were on a run. And you didn't tell me. You just said it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. You didn't I'm tell like, me what it was about. But so, yeah, you were gone last night. And, and yeah, the one the one message that Luke was talking about, she had said something that kind of rubbed me wrong like a week ago. And I just like, I'll yeah. do that one later. And I was like, reminded, <laughs> me of, <laughs> reminded of it last night in the shower. I'm like, ah, I should probably text her back. She means well, like. At least I think, you know, I'm just going to avoid answering that question. Your Aries flame came out, right? <laughs> You're like, Ugh. I was mad. <laughs> so I responded without answering that specific question that annoyed me. And then she messages me back and. Um, like a book. Yeah, like a book. Because we've, like I said, I haven't spoken since I was like 14. So there's a lot to talk about. We both have kids and stuff. And Is there a lot to talk about or did she have a lot to talk to you about? Yeah, because she even kind of dug more on that next one. And I was like, I'm not answering these. Like, What was is- the first dig, though, a week ago that where you were like asking me if there was any like new updates with my life, like anything new happening. That's and this exciting. is not a close friend of yours at no. all. And I mean, we've not I don't even think I ever told her I was moving to California when I left, you know, right. Indiana. So it was just like. Like, instead of just asking, how am I doing? Instead, she wanted to get straight to the juice. What's happening? What's happening? Like, yeah. And I was just like, whatever. So, right. and then, you know, there's just, yeah. So I, I responded to her and then um, she sends me something back and it's very like some difficult things she's going through with her kid and then personally and then. Um, some pretty difficult things. And she, yeah. she went vulnerable really quick. She went vulnerable really quick, which I told Luke, I said, I don't know if she's just comfortable with me or if this is just extremely light compared to the real depth of what's happening. I don't know. Um, so I was just encouraging her and, and anything she asked me about my kids, I was honest, but just, you know, trying to encourage her even a little bit. I was nice in responding. Um, and then um, she sends me another huge book again and, um, and even kind of dumps some more stuff on me. And then at the end it's, she ends with, um, what was it? Uh, keep your eyes on Christ. He will light your path. I love you, Lens. <laughs> 
And you were even like, I hate when she calls me Lynn's. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know me enough to call me Lynn's, no. <laughs> it's true, though. And I want to back up a little bit, though, before that. The structure of this text, you didn't read it all to me, but you know, when we're just hanging out at breakfast, I know we're yeah. trying to streamline a little bit for podcast and video yeah. sake, but I don't want to, you know, uh, push like pass anything up too quickly. Yeah. Um, because again, this episode is helping you, my friend listening, navigate some of the real difficult yeah. things that might be coming up in your life that are like this. And again, mm-hmm. The reason why I realized that I was not supposed to record this episode by myself, you were supposed to record it with me because you started sharing about this and I'm like, oh, now I know why all these technical difficulties happen. I need to have Lindsay on the show and and talk through some of this so people can see their own story with their own people Mm -hmm. that they're struggling with in this. Yeah. Um, Because that's what we do, right? That's the best way that we we learn. It's not like me creating some like four point message. It's like, Mm -hmm. let me just ask you and talk to you and let's dig some details out of this real life situation that's happening mm-hmm. and um you listener can begin to to understand how this translates in, into your own life um so let's back up a little bit because i think there's almost like a science to someone manipulating you and i yeah. think that it's something good to point out about this uh because when people don't understand you, they will try to manipulate you back into the way that they can understand you. Yeah. And so if we can just back up a little bit in that she went straight to vulnerability in terms of sharing about her, like really problematic things. Yeah. Like her child's in depression is going to need to seek, they're going to have to seek some help and yeah, like very, yeah. And even like deep, quick and even where she's at and like saying things like, you know, kind of like giving you like a little bit of like the real brutal truth, but then following it up with, but the Lord's good, but the Lord's good. And it's like, no, like let's, people are so scared of the shadow. Yeah. And what they're scared about you in some way is that you are revealing some level of shadow of themselves. You know, you're representing going off the deep end or being in a particular place that they never would want to be. Yeah. Yeah. And out of fear, they just keep regurgitating. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that earlier. Yeah, she was recur- regurgitating so much that I was like, even things like raising children is raising your children is so daunting. And I'm not saying that's not a real thing that people experience and stuff, but like it was just so vulnerable. But then she, it, she pairs it with, but I am raising children of God that will serve God. And I just sat there serve and I'm like, the Lord. what does that mean? Like, what do you, because like I, I feel like I know what she's saying. It's yeah. like, children that attend church on Sunday and don't cuss and don't do drugs and, you know, speak and act right and serve in the church. And it's like, that's not, to me, that's not serving God. I mean, those are places of, of service. Yes. But like, like that's not the pinnacle of serving God. Like, I don't know. No, there was lots of things that expound on that. Cause you mentioned that at breakfast just a little bit ago that I think is really important that you're like, do you even know what you mean by raising children that serve the Lord? Yeah. Define what you mean by serving yeah. the Lord. Yeah, because like, yes. And I was just like so stuck on even that statement that I'm like, I don't even know how to answer this. Like we are we are sitting with such different paradigms of what these things mean that you're saying. And I don't know how to answer you right now. And I've never felt in that position before where I'm like, I don't know what to say because I know what I'm going to say is not going to compute what it means to me, you know, like my answer to that. So there was just like lots of things in between, but so much regurgitation that I was just like, 
do you know what you're saying right now? And let's talk about really quick, just because um, I know that anybody listening to this probably has somebody in their life that may have projected onto them some of these things. Because the the big assumption in this text was that you aren't doing these things. Like it's for you. Like she's like, is there any news? And then she's like, do you really see yourself staying in California? Yeah. And you know, I'm raising my kids in the Lord, and yeah. I'm doing these you know, things that are, yes. you know, creating some level of worthiness of, you know, yeah. like, like we homeschool and if I could afford it, they would go to private school. They will not go to public school. Do your kids like school? Things like that. Yes. Really like trying to like bait you into like looking at your life through a negative lens yeah. or a critical view. Yeah. And uh, luckily you're like, yeah, we homeschooled for a year and you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but the manipulation piece there, I think is really crucial to, to recognize and just the deep insecurity and the the reliance on regurgitation from groupthink or an echo chamber. Yes. That it's just like this obsession with looping everything back to uh, what does the what does my family say about this? And and I wanted to bring up initially that we many people probably have somebody like this. Like this is somebody who's still like doesn't really have too many friends. Their mom is the really their yeah. best friend. Like she's living in sort of an echo chamber mm-hmm. of what is right and wrong and evil and good. Mm-hmm. And, and um, those tend to be some of the most vocal people mm-hmm. towards the spiritual nomads or through the, the people who are expanding in their awareness of the divine mm-hmm. um, because it just, it, it doesn't match the echo that they speak. Right. And um, I think that she probably heard through the grapevine just some of the places and spaces where we're functioning from. And she's definitely prying hard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. There was questions on even I go to, you know, South Baptist Church. What church did you do you guys go to? Do you like it? Like just trying to pry. What church are you attending? And are you she a part said that of? too? Mm-hmm. Wow. There's a lot of questions. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so uh, with that. OK, so let me ask a couple more questions here that I think will be helpful for us as we're talking about navigating that friction. So with you, when you receive this, you receive that text initially, you're irritated and your heart kind of softened to respond back. And then she just unloaded on you Mm -hmm. again. And then she told you to keep your eyes on Christ. And and we, I think, you know, at some point it could almost be a whole nother episode of like what it means. Like, what do you mean by that? And I think you hit the nail on the head. Like, do you culturally do the right things? Do you go to church? Do you, you know, is your husband, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, studying the word yeah. and, and all of these things like talk to me about where you're at. And I guess we should maybe mention the second person, yeah. too, because I want to I where I'm going. With this is I want you to begin to share how this has all become more of a uh, purification or a refining mm-hmm. fire for the evidence of who you've become. Yeah. Not you were always in becoming, but I do think we are both in a place of who we've become yeah. where we're pretty solid, I guess you could say. And like this understanding of a more expanded consciousness, you know, mm-hmm. um, so go yeah. ahead maybe. And from that point, so we have a for the listener's sake, a we have the person who is manipulating by being vulnerable about certain things, but then using platitudes to sort of pigeonhole you to, you know, see your own folly, you know? Yeah. And uh, then B, we have someone else who is using a little bit of a different tactic. Yeah. And so yeah. that's just to tee you up for, for this, sure. this one. So then 
after I got that last message from her, I just shut my phone off and I decided not to respond. Um, and pray for her. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. So, and Luke, you weren't here. So normally I would be like bouncing this off you. Like, can you believe? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> this good. bitch. No. I'm kidding. <laughs> it was good you weren't there. I think I needed to process this one on my own. I needed to come to some conclusions, do my own, come to my own conclusions. So I shut it off. I actually went to bed really early, almost like two hours before my normal bedtime and uh, woke up to a text message that was sent to me last night that I would have gotten before I went to sleep. Thankfully, I did not. Yeah. Read the text message and it was a dream someone had had about me that night and um, that I was showing them a new job I attended or I worked at and I brought them along with me and we were going down these stairs into all these doors and it got scarier and scarier and then we got into a basement and it was gloomy and dusty and gross and there was a creepy little boy down there and uh, when I got down there to show him I realized that that was not the right job for me and we both went upstairs and left and she said um does this mean anything to you? She thought it might have been a prophetic dream. Yeah. Prophetic. That's about where, just yeah. so people know she's still functioning from more of a charismatic yes. Christian worldview. Yes. So. And this person is a lot closer to me. Initially, I don't, for one, I don't like reading stuff in the morning like that. And I, you know, initially then I, I did kind of get freaked out because I was like, oh gosh, you know, like, man, this is the second time someone's kind of came at me in the last 24 hours with this. And um, it definitely makes you like, just take a moment to reflect, which should, I guess, maybe. Yeah. Um, I mean, you take all information in and process it. Yeah, I mean, I've always heard that everyone can be your teacher, right? You know, yeah. you can learn things from everyone. Not you everyone's know, your teacher, yes. but you can learn from everyone. <laughs> when you know how to listen, everyone's the guru. Yeah, yeah, so, you and know. And it did teach you something, just not what she to. thought. Right. Go ahead, sorry. So, I'm sitting there with it, processing it going this is not resonating and I immediately the thought that came to my mind was if you believe this like you're going backwards yeah you're literally moving backwards and I thought f that I'm not going backwards I've done too much work to go backwards you felt like spirit told you that though yeah I did I did and I felt okay about it you know and I was like I want to talk to Luke right now. And I kind of did. And I was like, well, we'll talk later. We'll, we'll share. I'll First sh- thing in the morning. Yeah. You know, I don't and like we, starting my day like that. Right. We don't. We, we, we hold a very sacred space in the morning. Yeah. You know, we don't, I mean, we get our kids together, you know, to go yeah. to school, but like, you know, we breath work, meditation, reading, yeah. journaling is, is before we touch our phone or mm-hmm. any of that, you know, and it was weird that you started weird. with that this morning. So weird. And I'm, I feel vulnerable in the morning, which most of us probably are, you know. You're coming from the astral. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> right. So anyways, um, I go, we do all that, come back home and I get into my meditation. And I'm like, you know, putting it out there. Okay. Like I want to search my heart. If I am doing anything wrong, like I'd like it revealed to me, you know, like, and I just felt peace and comfort that I have not done anything wrong that my heart is pure my intentions are pure I'm not self-seeking I want to serve I want to give of myself and I want to you know lay down anything that gets in the way of that that could potentially withhold me from my journey in life you know whatever God's put me on and um I felt really good about it and I felt like I started to understand what all this was and I I needed to make a decision. Was I going to listen to these people that 
you know, they're not wrong. They're not evil. They're not doing anything particularly wrong unless their intentions are. But yeah. that's not for me to say, um, I guess. Uh, but I felt like I needed to make a decision if I was going to let them speak into my life or decide that they're they're not going to get me. And I, I just had that huge epiphany. They're not going to understand where I've been. Yes. They've not been there. And whether they do or they don't does not matter. They might always see you like this. They might come to see you differently one day, but just release the idea that they have, they get to even speak into your life like that. Um, yeah. And it was just huge for me. I felt really empowered by being able to make that decision and seeing it that way instead of feeling defeated and full of anxiety. Cause in the past I would have felt defeated and I would have been really scared about where I was at thinking that God's trying to tell me something through somebody else instead of directly telling me. Yes. yes. You know, and I, I feel like, I mean, I don't feel like I know God speaks to me and he has worked on, you know, I've done work and he's worked on me and you know, like it's not been, um, I don't know why that would need to come through somebody else. And, People that don't know, like I said, where I've been. Right. And the people who are only coming from that very indoctrinated worldview of some some pretty uh, strict dogmas that they've just inherited and, again, are regurgitating, and you're breaking outside of that, and they're kind of having the apple wheel of death go on in their head of, like, where to to place you do. Like, even the second person, it's like they love you. They're, They're family with you. Yeah. But, like where you're at in their worldview is evil or spiritual warfare or, you know, and they're like unable to compute for where to place you in, in their own framework. Yeah. And, and from that place, there is all of these projections and almost again, manipulations to pull you back. Like the second person, the imagery is that they went down with you and helped you realize that you were in a dark place and were almost your savior to help yeah. be your accountability partner yeah. to bring you back out of They that. wanted to rescue me. They mm-hmm. wanted to rescue you. And I think, I will say though, it's natural when you love someone to want to rescue them. Yeah. Um, if you feel like they're in danger. Yeah. And the difference is though, and so I guess that's what I'm trying to say is in the video that I recorded yesterday that didn't get posted, is that you know we have to understand that people uh, are functioning from a particular worldview and perspective, and whenever you begin to ascend and you begin to function from a different frequency and vibration, it is above where they're at. This isn't demeaning. This isn't hierarchical. And I'm not trying to say that. I'm just trying to say whenever you are from a more expanded worldview, it's you can only see so much when you're on the ground. It, when you go up into a plane, all of a sudden. You, you begin to see the lay of the land from a much different perspective. And when you vibrate and f- function from a different frequency, that's essentially what's happening. You're seeing life from a much more vantage, universal perspective. And what happens is, is when you're in that place and functioning from that higher vibration, what I've learned is that uh, I can't likewise place expectations or assumptions back on those folks. Mm-hmm to get me yeah. and to understand me. Um, and I've definitely had my fair deal of frustration of like, why can't people just like understand where I'm at or, or what I'm and where I've been experiencing through this path of awakening now for years is like, I don't need anyone to understand me. Yeah. I don't need to be understood. And now my irritation for the people that 
don't have a place to put me in their yeah. worldview where I used to be irritated at them. What now I begin to have is a heart of love and compassion for where they're at mm -hmm. and a heart shift of like, and it's not sympathy. I do think it's empathy because what I'm about to say could sound sympathetic, but it's like, oh, like I just, I feel for you and in, in where you're at and where you're so limited and being unable yeah. to see my growth. Yeah. Because that's what it is. They're blinded from being able to see growth and freedom. And I'll make a broad stroke. Many Christians in the West today wouldn't know freedom if it slapped them on the back of the head. Mm -hmm. And the whole Christian ideal is about freedom and liberation. Yeah. But they wouldn't know freedom. Mm -hmm. and, and it's the same thing when emancipation happened. You know, I know it's a touchy subject, but it's like slaves were set free, but it's like they didn't really understand like they'd had generations of not being free. And so it just made more sense to just stay on a plantation or what, you know, that's all they knew. Mm -hmm. And whenever in the same way today, like it's a narrow path that goes to the, the path of life because it's just so much easier to stay within those uh, preconceived ideas of, of who we are. And so uh, I'll yeah. land this tangent with this is that um, I begin to just have a change of heart of compassion and it begins to be a, uh, a mirror to me of where I'm at. And, and I want to tee you up now to, to talk some about that of what it means to walk out and have that revelation of, of inner power that is beyond the tribe or beyond the group think beyond the echo chamber, mm -hmm. beyond having God speak to you from anyone else and knowing that your soul, the spirit of truth will always lead you into all truth. And I know I mentioned earlier, Jesus says the spirit of truth will not lead you to the right people group. The spirit of truth will not lead you to the right doctrine or to the right synagogue. He doesn't say any of that. He doesn't even say the spirit of truth will lead you to God. Mm -hmm. He says the spirit of truth will lead you to all truth. Yes. And, uh, but truth is something that is something that is much more grand than I think what we've dumbed it down to in religion. So I'll digress on my tangent, but can you just talk about the freedom that you witness and experience through seeing these things as pruning. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think it was really important that I had that happen because I feel like I had a choice to make between, you know, when people have been a part of your life for so long, your tribe or whatever, like you do feel a level of wanting them to see your growth and wanting them to see mm. and kind of almost like be proud of you to a certain degree. So you do almost take them a little too serious and you take in their opinions too much. Yeah. Um, and I just felt like I had a choice to make. Am I going to be fearful about where I've been or am I going to continue on and mm. trust the process? And, um, you know, I was just reminded of this is the stuff people talk about all the time that like people are not comfortable when you grow. And I, I've just never experienced that really until mm. this time. And I was just like, okay, so there's choices here to be made. But when I had that huge epiphany that like, this is fine. Nothing is wrong. This is just <sighs> like, it's really actually not that serious. <laughs> Like it was just freeing and liberating. It also felt empowering because I'm like, oh, I'm not being controlled anymore by other people's yes. opinions and thought about where I'm at. I, I really feel released from them. And to like keep moving forward, don't look back, don't stop questioning, 
just trust. And I hadn't been, but you know, yeah. people do that. They put that thought back in your head. Right. Well, <laughs> you know, and there comes a level of confidence to know that, that I'm not crazy, even if you say yeah. that I am. And I think that that is something that is really crucial as an element or a checkpoint of maturity is I'm so confident in my freedom and my growth and my development and my autonomy and my power that it doesn't matter even the closest people in my life, what they say, because what resonates deep in the true self of the soul speaks to be true. Yeah. You know, and we even talked about, you know, Jesus whenever yeah. he, uh, and I told you and you were saying like, man, like this is not something that I've really had to deal with or navigate very much. And it does make you question. And I think it's good yeah. to stop and question, but like, I was telling you, I'm like, you're, you are on the right path because Jesus himself, ascended master Jesus, you know, uh, his family come to him and they think that he's crazy. His mom and his brothers, they come and he's, they're like, his disciples say, your, your mother and brothers are here. And he's like, who are my mother, and my brothers, but those who do the will of the father, meaning the will of the source, the connectedness to be able to see with the spiritual eye and act in accordance with that. And he says, these that can do that are my mothers and my brothers. So not only were they thinking that Jesus was going crazy, but his craziness was probably affecting their family in some negative way socially. And and I think that's what's happening back in Indiana in some ways. Like there's gossip around who we are and what's going on in our life because I was supposed to be a megachurch pastor. You know what I mean? And it's like now Luke's doing spiritual nomad podcasts and YouTube videos (laughs) like this and, and talking about consciousness and this isn't anything new, by the way, people. This is 2022, and we've been on this journey. Spiritual Nomads, five years old now, you yeah. know? And um, But my point is that Jesus' own family didn't know what to do with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even he says, you know, a prophet's not welcome in his hometown. You know, it, when he goes back to his hometown, he says he couldn't do any miracles there because of their unbelief because they said, this is just Joseph and Mary's kid. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's no surprise to me that two people from your previous, you know, uh, season Mm -hmm. are reaching out to you in this evolution and unsure where to place you because they're like, you're, you're just, your parents' names are Steve and Becky. Okay. You're just (laughs) Steve and Becky's daughter. Like you, you're this not, you're the nice little girl that was, you know, you were homeschooled, you know, you know better. Exactly. (laughs) And that's the box that they keep you in. And the reality is misery loves company. And what that girl texts you is the reality is she is miserable in her life right now. Mm-hmm. And she keeps just regurgitating these stupid platitudes almost as if they're seances and magic That's that what are going to free on her. To. Yeah, they hold on to the to the, the regurgitation and there's really no substance that's yes. really going to like change and transform. And I'm sitting here going, I feel like this is all being projected on me and I feel like I've done a lot of work and I am so happy with where I'm at. <laughs> well, and what, earlier I was going to say too, it, how how much of a trip it is that, that you are experiencing freedom and liberation yeah. and you're being told by someone who is functioning in a very shallow uh, regurgitation they're the ones thinking that they're free yeah but their very life the way they live and move and have their being what they say what they talk about what they're telling you about yeah. none of that is is evidence of freedom yeah and I think a lot of times in Christianity again we we have the outward appearances quote unquote of what freedom looks like and it's like it doesn't mean raising your hands in worship right like the evidence of your life how you actually 
carry yourself, how you have your friendships, how you communicate, all of these things are evidences of your freedom. And you, Lindsay, have walked into such freedom and liberation. And if they took one second to be curious, they would realize, holy shit, I think I'm the one enslaved. If they had any sliver of open-mindedness within them, they would see you're the liberated one. Yeah. And that's kind of where I, that's what I was thinking as well. And not in an arrogant way, but in a way of like, okay, anything I say is not going to capture my heart because they're not functioning in that space. And that, like I said, I told you when we were out talking, it was like, it'd be like what casting your pearls to swine. Yes. Right. Like it's, it's, there's no point. Yep. You and I've heard as- pastors try to like brush over that, you know, and make that a little bit more tidy. But I, I totally believe that that Jesus is saying the nuggets of wisdom and knowledge and, you know, uh, the the revelation of your true divine self. Don't give that to people who are not ready to and willing to receive that. Yeah. You know, and uh, there's. And Jesus, Jesus would have used that, which by the way, yeah. that's, that's a borrowed phrase. You know, when Jesus went to Egypt to learn about, you know, uh, all of the mystery schools there from all the mystery schools there, it, he was taught the same thing, you know, like, yeah. like don't give all of the deep nuggets of wisdom to, to the masses, you know, and, and Jesus gave helpful things to the masses, but yeah. he, he reserved those deep pearls for, for people who were ready for soil that was ready. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, obviously we talk about Jesus a lot, you know, he's, he's, he's our avatar, you know? Uh, and I think that people need to see the mystical nature of the incarnation of Christ, you know, in the person of Jesus, um, which I could rant on that for a long time. <laughs> is that Thoth that reincarnated again? Who's the Atlantean that came to the land of Egypt to teach them the mysteries of wisdom and knowledge? Just going to plug that one in there. <laughs> Just going to plug that in for a later episode. Hmm. <laughs> Thoth said that he will incarnate again at a later time. Was it Jesus? Because Jesus went back to Egypt. Okay, anyway. Um, buy a copy of the Gospel of the Holy Twelve. Shameless plug. Um, the lost gospel that's true. Um, at any rate, navigating friction in, in relationships, I think, is again, yeah, knowing when is the right time to say things. Again, is the beginning. Learning the art of silence. Uh, and that you, this trash truck is so loud. I'm sorry if this is in your headphones, friends. Um, but we're just going to keep rolling. Um, <laughs> life is life. Yes. And so another piece with that too, just as we, we begin to land the plane here, is that um, the reality is this inner transformation happens in the deep recesses of the soul. And that is very of an inner inner transformation and transcendence that begins to happen in our life. And we begin to not give our power to other people to bring affirmation to our worldview. We begin to allow the spirit, the source of all being to enter into that place and shift and morph and change and evolve and bring to fruition and emanate as us. And just to say that not every single person who once knew you, who you once confided in, who you are, uh, maybe once have even been a guide to there's there you need to protect those inner recesses of the soul and who you invite into those places I think is very uh, you should be cautious of that nice. because the thing is uh, we, we need to be our true authentic self we need to be authentic and genuine say what we mean and mean what we say 
speak from a place of integrity. Absolutely. We need to do that all the time. But I do think there's wisdom in levels of that with people from wherever they're, they're walking into. Because the reality is where you're at, if you were to just dump, Lindsay, where you're actually at, the chasm between where they are and where you are now is removed by six years and a shitload of deep inner work. And so from where you're at now, in protection of, and not that we want to live life in a, with a protective, you right. know, defensive manner, but rather if the idea is to help awaken and to liberate and to bring healing and wholeness and transformation, the most helpful thing would be is to remember what it was like whenever you were living into that old paradigm and worldview and what would be just one nugget of invitation in that place. And I think the thing is that we don't have to do anything other than love people and we can choose to invite them into a more expanded place. But if she's going to like a Baptist church, she's turned off from that. But one thing that no one's turned off from is love and compassion and a gentle heart. And again, the fruit of the spirit, if you have love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and gentleness and you're self-controlled, no one can deny that. No one can deny it. (laughs) And so whenever you are spiritually mature and you have evidence of the fruit of that spirit that's within you, they say, you know, they have some funky ideas about, you know, uh, whatever spirituality, but one thing that cannot be denied is, you know, they never got mad at me and they never yelled at me and they never called me names Yeah, and they didn't seem, you know, like they, I, my Christian pastor that's yelling at me from a pulpit tells me that anybody who doesn't confess the blood of Jesus is hating their life. Well, my friend Lindsay in California doesn't seem to be doing that. Like, you know, she seems to be on this spiritual journey that is making her more at peace and more joyful. And damn, I don't have any of that within me. So maybe I need to start a journey myself, you know, and they might not be consciously thinking that, but subconsciously those things are happening. And so in relationship, in friendships with family members, I think that you can never go wrong with those attributes and using those relationships as a doorway for the yoga of living and for the, the doorway of awakening. It's like, like with my dad, it's like, I've had to learn how to not get in theological arguments. It it does it really matter at the end of the day to him. It does because he thinks I might burn somewhere forever. But if I'm functioning from a higher frequency and I know that that isn't true, well then the only thing I can do is, is have love and compassion because I'm not the fearful one in the equation. Right. You know? Right. (laughs) So I'm going to love. I'm going to have compassion, grace, mercy on myself, Mm -hmm. on this person. Because from a higher plane, all of these things, they don't even matter. Right. So, you know, um, as we begin to to wrap up, Lindsay, I'm curious if you can just, from, from your vantage point, as well as you've awakened to this sort of inner power and have allowed this to be a doorway for that, um, Maybe you can just share with, with people who are watching, watching, watching or listening (laughs) the hybrid of those two words, (laughs) um, just what you have learned, like in real time, like we're talking the past 24 hours Mm -hmm. and you are sharing, you're like, and I know you've already mentioned a lot of what that is, but it's like, if there's anything that you've learned that you could pass on almost in a real time learning, 
um, what that might be for people to uh, have to walk through family members and relationships and, and the friction. I mean, if I'm honest, I feel like I'm still processing that. Yeah. Um, I do feel like it happened rather quickly coming to some conclusions pretty quickly. That's fast for me. Like yeah. sometimes I will process things for like a week or longer even. Um, Which is totally fine. Yeah. And I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot. <laughs> no, it's okay. So. I'm just being honest. Uh, That's mean, all we want. Yeah. I, th- I, I mean, mean, I think know. what I said earlier with just about feeling more empowered, feeling like, okay, like I can trust who I am. I can trust that, you know, uh, that I am connected to God, the source of, of all. And I, he will talk to me. He will share. I ask, you know, I, I check in on myself (laughs) to, to know if I'm off my rocker, you know? And, um, I guess right as of where I'm sitting right now, that's, that's what I've gained from it. And I think, that I'm just grateful for it. Um, it's just very, uh, I think it was an important part of all this. Yeah. As much as I would want to say, I wish it doesn't, that stuff doesn't happen. It's, it's necessary. So I'm grateful for it. And I think I'm just still processing. Yeah. You know? Well, thank you for being, being willing to just jump on so quickly and talk to me <laughs> about this. Cause I had it on my to-do list today to, to take another whack at this. And I'm like, oh, Lindsay has to be in on this with me, you know, because I, it can't just be a monologue at this point because I think the divine shown through the technical errors of yesterday that, that you had contribution in this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, uh, you know, for what it's worth. And I just still, I just think it's so bizarre that in my meditation, I was just inspired to share about friction in relationships on the path of awakening. Yeah. And it's like, it didn't work out. And here you are dealing with <laughs> friction in relationships on your path of awakening. I've not had that in like forever. Like, yeah. So it's, it's like, years. <laughs> so I hope that this was a, a an accurate podcast. Everything's going on. If we listen back to it and we're like, you know, I wish I would have added that or whatever. We'll make a follow up podcast. Yeah. But if you friend, listener, watcher, um, <laughs> have any thoughts or questions uh, or just need somebody as you're navigating friendships and relationships, please reach out because, um, you know, the spiritual journey is not, you know, always meant to be gone alone. I think there are elements that you do have to do alone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, contrary to, uh, what the mega church down the street will tell you, you know, life's not meant to be done alone. Well, part of it is meant to be done alone, but if you're at a place now where you have been, alone and you are in that place of awakening we're communal beings we are always going to gravitate toward people and um i just want to make ourselves available for that because you know it's not easy walking through these relationships so um yeah so reach out to us you know find us on instagram you know search spiritual nomad um, and uh, send a direct message or email thespiritualnomad.org if you want to jump on the website. And um, we will certainly be sending good vibration your way for all of the difficult things that just naturally happen. So, Lindsay, thanks for joining me. Yeah. Spending fun. a little time <laughs> on a Friday morning. <laughs> so it's good. Fun. All right. Have a great week, friends. We'll see you uh, next week or you'll hear us next week, whatever. Subscribe on the YouTube channel as well. That helps us too. So have a great day.